Good morning, everyone. Just uh, click, uh, type the number one if you can hear me. Etzel, good morning. I asked if you were going to be here, and yes, you are here. Good morning, everyone. Okay, you guys can hear me. Perfect, perfect. All right, we have not that many people right now. All right, hopefully that get uh, into the call right away. So I'm going to get started. If you have any questions, good morning to all of you. Ada. Anders, Eric, Nick, Eric, nice to have you here, man. Nice to have you, Nick. Nick, nice to have you because I know you're kind of new in the in the program and in real estate. Nikki and Marie, nice to have you guys. Mary, all right, very good. Let's get started. Alisa, everyone, what questions do you have for me now? Let's get started with the first one. All right, and the same question that I ask you every single day, Susana from Houston. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you right here. A very simple question. I'm gonna share this with you. And the question, very controversial from last week, remember? Slideshow presenter from current. All right, oops, sorry guys. Let me make sure, play from current slide. There you go. How many open houses did you do this week? Very, very important. Remember, the number one lead generation, seller's lead generation tool is what? Open houses, all right? Many of you are right here in Miami, and if you're ever here in Miami, I see a lot of agents. Actually, one of them, Nancy Bachelor, an agent that I've worked with for a long, long time. She's one of the top three female agents in Miami. Uh, she does two or three open houses a week. Her team, she doesn't do it personally, but her team does during the week and during the weekend. So what's stopping you? And that's a question that I have for you right away. What's stopping you for doing at least two open houses every single week? Remember, remember twilight open houses from 5 to 8 p.m. during the week. And ideally, ideally Saturdays and Sundays open houses, but at least one or the other day. That it's key for your business. People in your area need to know that you are present, that you are active, that you can help them. All right. Some of you might not have a listing. Talk to your broker. Hey, Mr. Broker, I'm in downtown San Diego. Tell me, how can you help me? Is there anybody in the company that has a listing that I can do an open house for? I'd be glad to share the commission and the sale or the leads that we get. All right. If that agent can do an open house this weekend, can you talk to him that you are his broker, of course, and my broker, but you have a better, you know, a closer relationship with that person. Can I do an open house? You need to get to do open houses every single week. It is the key, key to success in your business. All right. Very, very, very important. All right. So I'm going to get started with one question right here. And I think I have already a question or a comment. Let me go right here. Alisa, hi, Orlando. I want to know if you know how many properties someone has to buy if they want to change the immigration status as an investor, or if you know a lawyer who specializes on this. Uh, Alisa, if you want to write to me, Orlando at MontierOrganization.com uh, tomorrow, not today, tomorrow, uh, I will get you a lawyer that can answer that question, okay? Because it's not only how many properties, but uh, the type of visa they're looking for. So. Uh, if you want, uh, write to me. As a matter of fact, you know what? You can write to me uh, today. Write to me today, and I'll get you a lawyer uh, that, I, that can help you uh, do that. Orlando at Montier Organization, all right? Important. And I'm going to talk about some legal questions you guys have in the platform. I want to address that. Very, very important. All right, now we're getting more people on the call. Let me go back. And this is a question, all right, from Jose, who I spoke to on Friday. Uh, he's just too big, so usually I don't show the name of the person, but I know he doesn't mind. So anyways, I'm gonna put it right here. 
you guys can see the name of the person anyways in the system. So I'm gonna ask that, I'm gonna read that question. Is it more effective to create a Facebook page that says my name, real estate, or my name, specialized location, versus specialized location realtor? Are there any drawbacks to changing the title later to expand your clients? All right, so very, very important, Jose, and I know you're in the call today. Uh, great question, as I said, it is very important you include the name of the area in your business page. For example, downtown San Diego, you specifically, you are in Coral Gables, so you would say downtown uh, or, you know, uh, Coral Gables Real Estate you know, in Facebook or Coral Gables Real Estate News. By the way, that should also be your domain name. So for example, CoralGablesRealEstate.com. You're in an area for people that are not in Miami. That's an area in Miami. We have agents nationwide. So uh, uh, Jose is specifically in Coral Gables. So it would be CoralGablesRealEstate.com. Coral Gables, if that's not available, then you go a little bit longer. CoralGablesRealEstateNews.com or CoralGablesProperties.com, uh, etc. All right, uh, or real estate at Coral Gables. So that's a variation. It is not about our name. We want to manage that site, that Facebook fan page. We want to manage it, right, and create a lot of content. And from time to time, our name appears as an expert on that Coral Gables real estate fan page. Very, very important, all right? You don't want to parcelize yourself. That's not the place for you to position yourself as an expert, uh, you know, to, to brand yourself. That's the place to give a lot of information. So I hope that answers your question. Again, it not only goes for your social media fan page, it also goes for your website. Very, very important, all right? Very, very important. I see a lot of agents making the mistake of orlandomontielrealtor.com. Who knows? But who, who knows Orlando Montiel, right? So very, very important. It's not the name of the agent has carries no value unless it is a very, very famous agent in an area, right, to the buyer and seller. Actually, even if it is a famous uh, agent in the area, many owners in that area just don't know that person. So your name or my name doesn't carry much weight in the client's mind, right? It won't get their attention. Remember, marketing, very, very important right here, Jose, okay? So Jose and everybody on the line, oh, marketing is all about four things, right? We want to get their attention at orlandomontielrealtor.com on an advertisement, online, et cetera, won't carry that much of attention. Who cares? OrlandoMontielRealtor.com? Remember, you guys agree with me. You, all, you guys always say it. There are so many real estate agents, right? There are so, so many real estate agents that it is not unique saying that I'm a real estate agent. So again, in order to get their attention, especially of the people that never seen us before, we wanna make sure that in our domain, on your own fan page, in every single marketing piece, we name the area so we can get their attention, then through a sequence of emails, right? And we use the, the real estate black box, pretty much everybody here has it, right? Or your own system, doesn't really matter, all right? Through a series of emails, we develop their interest and desire so finally they can take some action, all right? Dennis, I like your, your suit and very good, man. Very good. See, I, I, 
But by the way, I'm not as formal as Dennis today, but at least I, I changed my, I, I changed my, my, uh, my, uh, my shirt. You know, I usually have a very uh, informal uh, sweater on the, because I'm in the office by myself and, you know, only the, the, the secretary in the, in the lobby. So anyways, I like, I like that, uh, that, uh, that outfit. Very good. Very good. All right. So let's see. I think I have some questions right here. Anders, good morning. I'm switching industries after 25 years in hospitality. What would you suggest I say in my email campaign to my top 100 contacts to let them know I'm in real estate right now? Very simple. And if you can, even better than just uh, writing something, Anders, good, good question. If you can do a very short video, right? Uh, again, when we go into our emails, we are in delete mode, right? But if, we see a, if I see a video from Anders, okay, so marketing. We said four things, right? Attention, interest, desire, and action. So what's gonna get somebody's attention, right? More, a written email or a video, right? Hey, so everybody in my community, you guys know me. I've been in the hospitality industry for many, many, many years. Now I made the decision to switch to real estate. I'm working right now in the Gables area, and I'm here to help you find or sell your property. Any questions you have, please let me know. I want to make sure that every single week you have an update of what's happening in our surroundings. So you'll be receiving the statistical data from your specific, our specific area. So when you're ready to sell, you're more than prepared. Thank you very much for watching this video today. And if you have any questions, please feel free to contact me at the number below. That simple, not a big deal, all right? So very simple. You just want to explain that to them. Prepare yourself for that video and make sure you talk from your heart. Shouldn't be a script. You talk from your heart and you let them know why. Why you switch, the area you're working, and in a weekly basis, they're going to be receiving a statistical data, right? Six things, right? Number of properties for sale, average price. So as I said in the first video, I'm going to give you weekly updates in our current market. Number of properties for sale, there are 26 properties for sale. The average price is $478,100. The average price per square foot today as properties uh, in our area is $361. The highest for sale is a $1.2 million. The lowest for sale is a foreclosure for $375. And the days on the market in our area, it's $131 days. If you have any questions or you need to buy or sell a home in our area, feel free to contact me. I'm here to help you realize your dream. That's it, right? As you know, I've done it many times, so it flows. But the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. Video, much better than a written email or a post on Facebook or Instagram, right? Videos have way more impact because not only they can hear you, but they can see you. They can sense, right, what you're doing right now. Very good. So I hope that answers uh, your question. Alisa, hi, Orlando. I want to know if you know how many properties someone has to buy? They have to change immigration. I think I, I did that. I answered that question. Karina, Karina, what kind of Facebook campaign would you recommend where you already tried before, not positive response? So the only campaign that I truly, truly recommend to generate leads is the only one that we can use for lead generation, which is called what? Lead generation campaign. When you go into your Facebook ad manager the only campaign where you can get three things, the name, the phone number, and the email of the person, it's called lead generation campaign. You can also use, right, 
traffic campaigns for when you have an open house, when you have a listing. But the number one campaign, the one that gets you the best response, is called lead generation campaign. So I hope that answers uh, your questions, Karina. Your question, Karina. Uh, Jose, I have a neighbor that doesn't want to work with a realtor and pay the commission. His house is a complete rehab and doesn't even have AC. It needs everything repaired. It is in my specialized area. Does offering an open house make sense even if the home is in horrible conditions? Yes, yes, and yes. And here's why. Less than, you can go to NRA, National Association of Realtors.com, and you will see, according to the National Association of Realtors, less than 1% of all the properties are sold via open house. Less than 1% of all properties are sold in an open house. So the question Jose would be, so, so why are you recommending to do an open house? Because as I said at the beginning today, the number one seller's leads come from open houses. That's the number one source, right? So we're not actually doing the open house to sell the property. We know that fewer than less than 1% to have less than 1% chance of selling the property uh, through the open house. But what I'm doing, it's letting my community know that I'm present, that I'm active, that somebody entrusted me with their property to be sold. Got it? And I want to go on, knock on their doors. And you guys know that I'm not a fan of knocking on doors or cold calling because we can't just automate the process. If it can be automated, I can't scale it. So I'm not a fan of that. But when you're doing open houses, now you have a reason to knock on somebody else's door because you're giving value. Hi, Jose, this is Orlando Montiel. Just to let you know that I have an open house just across the street from here, right? And I would invite you there, as I said last week, right? We're gonna be talking about the five things you need to know before selling your home. And if you're in the process of selling your home, I'm gonna to explain to you exactly what those five steps are. And if you're not, at least you know what's selling, how the market is behaving, and you can compare so you know exactly how much your, your, your house is worth. I would love to have you there. Again, we're gonna be talking about the five things you need to know before selling your home. Right, and if you can be there today, I'll be doing it again on Wednesday, next Saturday, etc. So I hope to see you there today, okay? That's it. Second time, third time, fourth time. By the fifth time, Jose, they know exactly who you are. But going back to exactly your specific question, should you be doing an open house? Definitely. Now, here's the thing for for sale by owners. For those of you who like to work with for sale by owners, please pay very close attention. All right. Now, another way of handling the for sale by owners objection of they don't want to work with an agent. Usually, many times, not always. All right. They want to save the three percent commission, but many times they go and tell you, "Bring me a buyer, and I'll pay you the commission." Meaning they don't want to compromise. So that's okay. Hey, Mr. Seller, let's do the following. Let me advertise your property. Let me do the open houses. Let me put it in the MLS, right? And if I sell the home, I'll get the commission. And if you sell your home, you can still have your own sign. And if you sell your home, you don't pay me anything. So you can have the best of both worlds. If you sell it by yourself, you don't have to pay me. If you sell it with me, as you said, if I bring your buyer, I'll pay you the commission. So let me work with your property for free. If I sell it, you pay me the commission. Usually for sell by owners will agree to that if they're willing to pay the commission in the first place. 
if the, their objection is compromised, right? So I hope that answers your question, Jose. Alisa, I wish I had known this before I got my domain. Then it also told me I, should, I shouldn't use realtor in the domain, and that's exactly what I did. I don't know what to do now. I never said realtor, and Daniel, I shouldn't use realtor. So I go, Alisa, I think there's a confusion. Daniel and I are saying the same message. Don't use the name realtor. I said, downtown Miami real estate, downtown Miami real estate, downtown Miami real estate news, right? So maybe it was Mike, maybe I, I, you guys didn't understand me. So again, let me repeat it one more time. My name plus realtor doesn't carry any weight. So I don't want a website that says orlandomontierrealtors.com. I want the name of the area, got it? And Daniel and I talked about that all the time. In order to get their attention, what do you think, guys, what do you think is gonna get people's attention? If I specialize, for example, in downtown Miami, right? DowntownMiamiRealEstate.com or OrlandoMontielRealtor.com. Right. Well, I understood. I understood. Sorry, I understood. But Daniel also told me that I shouldn't use realtor for legal implications. And exactly what I did is to put a list of Vignale Realtor that comes. So I don't know now what to do because I am using my name, which is useless, and I am using Realtor who can have some legal implications. So I don't know. I don't know about legal implications. Again, you shouldn't use your name or realtors what you should be do using it's your area plus real estate your area plus real estate news that's exactly what you should be using by the way i'm not asking you not every single person here should have your name purchased as a domain a domain name is 17 dollars a year right so orlandomontiel.com perfect all right alisavignale.com we should have it definitely we should have it but not as an advertising method reload it should be forwarded to the specific area. So I hope that answers the question, right? Very good. Thank Audi, you. Uh, thank you. Uh, hi, Orlando, what do you consider to be the most attractive topic for attractive, attractive topic for a client at this time? Uh, okay, very important. So what we're seeing right now that works very well, how to position your home as the number one choice after COVID or during very specific or uncertain economic times. Uh, number two, we're seeing a lot what to do if you haven't sold your property in the last 90 days. That's for sellers. That's very, very, very good right now. Again, mistakes are good, very good. Mistakes, owners, but, but I'm sorry, do not use the word COVID. Use uncertain economic times or, or uncertain times. Why? If you're advertising on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube, using the word COVID, might block the advertisement. They're only using COVID-19 for government purposes and health purposes. So they don't want that to be mixed. So I'm sorry, I apologize for that. Do not use the word COVID. Instead, use the word, word uncertainty, economic uncertainty, all right? Another one, very, very good. I would say that's one of the top three financing options. Rates, interest rates, less than 3%. I've seen some people getting Two and a half, two point eighty-five percent fixed rate. Not on a Jumbo, about a three hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand dollar loan. But that's incredible, right? That is incredible. So in many areas of the country, actually, actually, it's cheaper to buy than to rent. Some areas. If you're going into the high end, of course, it's always cheaper to rent. But if you're in the low end, lower end, 
it might be cheaper right now if you do the numbers to buy than to rent. Got it? So very important, financing options, Audrey, are very, very good right now. We've, I haven't seen rates as low as this one in, in 22 years in the business. All right, so I hope that answers your question. Good question, good question. We're trying to get our clients' attention. Anders, okay, maybe a 30 second and a 60 second for two different campaigns. That's fine, Anders. Yeah, if you wanna do a video for 30 to 60 seconds, as long as you're under a minute and a half, the shorter, the better. But as long as you're under a minute and a half, that'll be fine, all right? Very, very good. Uh, Karina, thank you, thank you very much. You're welcome. Kevin, for, for sell by owner scripts of offering an open house for free, do you sign any contracts and which ones? I won't get into the, the contracts and that's a thing that I wanna uh, show you in the slides here. You guys asked me about LLCs or PAs. I, I, that's not my specialty, right? My specialty is marketing and sales. And I don't wanna pretend that I know that and I don't wanna give you an answer, legal or accounting uh, uh, answer that might hurt you, all right? Uh, so my suggestion to you, every time you're going to write a contract, that's what you have your broker for, right? You need to ask your broker what type of contract. So I, I will refrain from telling you what type of contract. I will tell you in terms of marketing, what type of contact like, do you ask, right? But uh, in terms of contracts, I won't get into that. Uh, for sales and scripts of offering an open house for free, yeah, they're just, just talking to the client, right? Again, I don't believe in scripts. I, uh, I was taught back when I worked with Telemundo about 13, 14 years ago, that I needed to learn what I was going to say and coming from the heart, all right? Hey, Mr. Seller, are you okay with me having an open house, all right? And if we sell the property, we will share that, uh, I will get a commission. What is it exactly? So we gotta go back to the sellers. For sell by owners have two, ob two objections, right? Number one, they don't need an agent, that's what they think. Number two, they don't wanna pay the commission. I will add number three. They don't wanna pay the commission or they want to pay the commission but they don't wanna compromise, right? So let's stay with, the, with the, the, the last two. They don't, they can't afford to pay a commission, they don't have enough money or yes, they can pay the commission but they don't wanna compromise. So bring me a buyer and I'll pay you the commission. So you gotta find out first, uh, I think it was uh, Kevin, is that they don't want to pay the commission or they don't want to compromise. If they don't want to pay the commission, there's nothing we can do, right? That's not even an objection. It's a situation the seller has. Listen, I can't I can afford to pay you the 3% because I'll be underwater and I don't want to be underwater, right? Meaning, you know, I, I won't have enough money to cover your commission. So if that's a situation, there is no need, right? Number two, if they say, bring me a buyer and I'll pay you the commission, that's, the, that's a perfect scenario for you because we want the, for the, uh, the open house. And you know, they're saying, why would you do an open house if you're not gonna charge anything? So if they're open to pay you the commission, it's very simple, Mr. Seller. So you are telling me that if I bring a buyer, you will pay me the commission. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Just bring me a buyer and I'll pay the commission. All right, let me work to bring you a buyer. Not only I will do an open house, but I will list it in the MLS and I put it right here in the contract, in the agreement, that if you sell the property, you don't pay me a penny, all right? So I'll get started with at least two open houses a week. I'll put it in the MLS. You find the client, you don't pay anything. I find the client, as you said, you'll pay me the commission. See, it's a conversation more than a script. It's just a conversation that makes sense for you and that makes sense for your client. Again, 
it takes a little bit longer to learn how to communicate this information than in a script. Well, what happens with the scripts, and I learned that a long time ago, that if you miss one or two words, you're done. Now you don't know what to say. I want you to internalize the logics of this, right? So you're saying you are willing to pay the commission. So if I propose to you that if I bring the client, you will pay me the commission, as you said, what you don't want is to pay somebody for something that they didn't do, which is bring the client, right? That's why you're selling for sale by owner. So why don't you have the best of both worlds? I will work very hard, at least two open houses per week. I will put it in the MLS. I will work very hard to sell your home. If I sell it, as you agree, you said you will pay me the commission. But if you find the buyer, you won't pay me a commission. So would you rather have one thing or two? See, it's a very simple, very simple uh, conversation, all right? And again, many sellers will agree, some won't, all right? Next one, Edsel, hello. Houses are selling so fast that I didn't even have the time to plan for an open house in a listing. I got a full price contract with a DU on the second day. How should we deal with that? Very important. So Edsel, in your area, they're selling fast. And in many areas, under $800,000, I'm sorry, under $400,000, houses are truly selling fast because what I said before, interest rates are so low that it doesn't make sense to pay, pay rent, right? In properties with less than $400,000. If you go above that, the taxes are much higher. If you go above that, uh, the, the usually the amenities in that community are higher, so the maintenance are higher. So it's a little bit more difficult. Uh, specialized, I blank a little bit or I don't know. It says, I got a full price contract with a DU. Can you explain to me what a DU means on the second day? DU, DU. Uh, I don't know. How should I deal with that? Edsel, if you can explain to me what a DU is, I will gladly. Uh, okay, DU, bank approval. No, DU doesn't need what bank. DU, what is that? Angela, Angela doesn't know either. Uh, bank approval. What is that? Uh, desktop underwriter. Okay, so I'm not familiar with that. I it's, have. It's basically oh. basically an approval. Okay, you got. Okay, so when you say so, meaning an approval. The, the buyer got approved with a loan, right? Right. Okay, so what's, so you had a full price offer, correct? And uh, it is pre-approved by the bank. So when you say, how should we deal with that? Can you, and if you can come to the microphone, I think this is a great conversation. What do you mean by that? And how should we deal with that? This is basically a transaction that has been, the, the buyer has been approved for the purchase. Okay. The buyer has all of the necessary items to get a loan for that amount of house, for okay. that property. That DU approval, it reflects on your buyer. It doesn't reflect on the property. The property still has to be appraised. However, okay. a DU approval means that this buyer is good to go, you know? A pre-approval letter. Okay. pre-approval. No, it's more than pre-approval letter. Okay. This is a DU. In other words, the conditions for the loan have already been met. That buyer already knows what his monthly payments are going to be okay. to the property. The only thing that can tear this deal apart is, is, the appraisal. is, is that the property doesn't appraise. Right, of course. So yeah, it's like, like any, any other deal, right? If, if it is financed, if it is, if it is subject to finance, it can be pre-approved, it can be approved, it can be a DU, 
whatever except, we want to call it at the end of the day except this is this is except this is not subject to finance because the financing has already been met the financing has already been met by the buyer okay okay the thing that is up in the air right now is uh -huh. the property is going to be a problem okay this is not a pre-approval a pre-approval means that the guy has you know the that someone has reviewed his credit reviewed his income but a du is one step forward it means okay. that the person that is currently buying has already been is ready to make the loan i get that okay so what would okay so now the only thing is the property has to appraise right has to appraise pass inspections hey, exactly okay so so what's the question there the, there is no question this fellow just doesn't know that what a du means oh okay got it okay all right you means right. that the guy's good to go like this, oh, oh this is, thank this, this you very much okay the, cool this is the safest of all transactions perfect okay so okay excellent excellent so now now you're getting the i thank you very much adam adam is just explaining exactly what it is this is a safe it's like almost a cash transaction right it's just almost really approved by the bank yeah so it, right. it has to be just what, what are you doing next it's just we have to wait for the appraisal and, and the other condition which is the inspections Thank you, Adam. I thought you were asking a question, so I got confused. Very good, very good. All right, Anne-Marie, are you saying for the name of my Facebook page, I should include something about real estate location? Yes, 100%, Anne-Marie, and we worked together for a long time. Yes, definitely. Uh, again, it makes sense because on your, by the way, not only on Facebook, in every single marketing piece, the most difficult thing for marketers, for all of us, in any industry actually, is to get their prospects' attention, right? So do we have a higher probability of getting the have a prospect's attention by putting only our name or by putting the name of the area? We already know the answer to that, right? Again, the most important thing when we're doing any type of campaign, it doesn't have to be uh, Facebook, any type of campaign, we need to think, how can we get the prospect's attention? Got it? Very, very, very important. And we know that by using the name of the area where that prospect, prospect leaves, we're gonna get a much higher response, right? Very good. Adams, thank you very much again. Now, now we know, Angela, what it is. Anne-Marie, thank you, Anne-Marie, for telling us. Uh, okay, so Anne-Marie is just reinforcing what Adam said, right? Desktop underwriter, approval with complete documentation is way more, like Adam said, it's way more than a pre-approval, all right? It's okay, so as I said, as almost as Graciela said, it is as good as cash. Very, very good. And I'm very more than a pre-approval because the documents are verified. So I think you got your answer from a lot of people. Hugo says, Hugo, the lender has verified the borrower gracious income credit run. If it's not a pre-approval, it is more than a pre-approval. Guess, uh, guess what, guys? I've been doing this for 22 years and I didn't understand that DU is a frank, honest truth. Many of you you know, don't, but many of you do, all right? So I learned something new today, DU, got it, very good. Sound kind of weird, DU, like DU, okay, very good. It's bank approved, funny, man. look, many of you, okay, so everything is ready on a part, it's more than a pre-approval. The loan has been going through an under, a lot of people know this, okay? There you go, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, Edsel, thank you for explaining about DU, I need to get my mic, that's okay, no problem. Angela, yes, laugh out loud, <laughs> never will forget it, thanks. Yeah, we learned something new every single day very good all right so let me continue again with uh very good thank you guys for collaborating 
let's continue to the next question right here. Oh, hi, Orlando. I love the content. Thank you very much. I have a question about the 5-1 formula. For the second point on the formula, pick a specific product. Do you mean in terms of property type, single family versus condominiums? The video doesn't go too much into details about that. All right, so very, very important. Yes, I mean the type of property. So we want to specialize, guys, in one specific type of property. There are usually in residential, there are three. There's a condominium, there's a townhouse, and a single family home. For those of you who have the option, which one is the best? Condominiums, townhouses, or single family homes? What do you think is the best? The best option is the single family homes. Why? Because of the restrictions we have with condominiums and sometimes with townhouses. Sometimes, not that much, but with condominiums, we have many more restrictions. Meaning, can we put a for sale sign in a condominium? We already know the answer. Can we do open houses in condominium? Not as often as we can with single family homes. However, many of you live in an area where there are only condominiums and that's okay. One of our best agents in coaching, Nivaldo Soria, started doing $30,000 in his first two years. When he got into coaching, he went to way over six-figure income. I, I highly suggest you write that name down, Nivaldo Soria. I'm going to put it right here, Nivaldo Soria. And I want you to watch, actually, I'm going to go there, and I want you to watch the Miami Real Estate Show. I had him in the Miami Real Estate Show um, two times. And I want you to watch the last time that I had him. Uh, it, it is incredible to see how, uh, here we go. Uh, I'm going to give you this one right here. This is the last one. You can also, and the system, that, and uh, you can see here, I'm going to give you the direct link. All right. Uh, watch that one. And if you like that interview, watch the first one. Uh, wh why am I talking to you about him? Very simple. Because Nivaldo works in an area that it's only condominiums. So it is a little bit more difficult. But for those of you who don't have the option, don't worry. Just work with condominiums, all right? But if you have the option, work with single family homes. Two main reasons. You can have a for sale sign, free marketing. You can do open houses, way more seller's leads, all right? So I hope that answers your question uh, right here. Let me uh, share my screen again right here. Next question. Very good. What is the percentage of business gross income that should be invested in marketing? Very good question. So I'm going to tell you the ideal percentage, and I'm also going to tell you how you should get started. And let's start there. All right. So most of you don't have a large budget right now for real estate. You got into the industry. You don't have that much money right now. Most likely that's your case. It was my case when I got started. All right. And it's for most people like that. So if you're getting started in real estate or if you're getting started with marketing, at least 5%, right? But put something into marketing. Understand that our job is to go from being a secret agent to a real estate agent. And the only way we can grow outside our spheres of influence is through marketing. So there are three circles that I explain in real estate, right? The, the smallest circle, the smallest one is our sphere of influence. It doesn't really matter 
what family you come from, whether they were very poor or very rich, all right? It doesn't really matter. Oh, but I come from a very rich family. Listen, even if you do, a lot of those people that you know, know many, many agents. Agents are after them. So it's all about developing yourself and creating your marketing campaign. So understand that it doesn't really matter what your background is. Your sphere of influence is very small. Even if you come from banking, like I did, all right? It gives me a jump start, but it was never enough. So again, your sphere of influence is very small. If you want to grow your business, you can stay in that little circle. You need to grow out of your sphere of influence. And the way you do that is by providing great service and value to that little sphere of influence so you can grow to the second circle, which is the referral circle. You make a little bit more money, but still it's not enough. I see agents and all, oh, I leave all of through my referrals and I don't pay any marketing. Those are very, very, very small exceptions, right? Most agents can't even survive on their sphere of influence and the referral circle, right? Very few do. There are some that do, but very few. Now, you start making big money and growing your business when you start putting money into advertising, meaning this third circle, right? where you do that business with people that you actually don't know. So investing in marketing is like savings. It's a habit. I, yeah, ideally, you should live with a third of your income. Who does that? Almost nobody, ideally. If you go a little bit under, ideally, you should save at least 10% of your income. I'm telling you as a financial planner and working on TV every single week on that, very few people save 10 per, very few people save 10% of their income. And in real estate, real estate agents, even lower percentage. So again, as I say in, in, uh, in, uh, on TV about a personal finance, savings is a habit. You start with 5%, you start with 3%. The most important thing is that you put money aside every week, whether you do it on a Thursday or I do it myself with my son on Saturdays. By the way, for those of you who have uh, sons and daughters, I have kids, I highly recommend you do that. Every Saturday, you go with your son and daughter and you go to the bank and you deposit 10% or whatever percentage, even if it is 3% in a savings account. And you do that with your kids so they can see you and you explain to them what you do in a three, five minute conversation on the way to the bank. So they start understanding the importance of savings. Savings is not going to make you rich, but savings will save you from an economical emergency. And number two, it's very important. It will give you the money to start your marketing. It will give you the money to start to make a little bit, a, a little investment, all right? Money sitting in the bank, a large amount of money, it's not enough. But it's very important to save for an emergency and very important to say, okay, you know what? There is a promotion right now in Zillow. There is a promotion right now in Realtors.com. There is a promotion on a course that I want to take about Facebook, about a hundred objections. There is a seminar that I want to go to on real estate. Okay, let me have this savings and put it into it. Got it? So it's very important you understand. And, and I see Ariana going like this, right? And, and we all go through that, right? It's very, very important that you start saving. So, Going back to marketing, I, just wanted, I didn't just want to give you the, 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 the simple answer. It's the, ideally, is 25%. Ideally. But let's get started even, even, all right, with $50 a week, $40 a week. The point is to do it two things, weekly 
and automatic. Weekly and automatic. Weekly and automatic. All right. You know, when I say, hey, it's at 11 a.m. on Saturdays, I'll go with my kids to the bank. It is scheduled. It's no negotiation. We're going, period. That's it. If you don't have kids, you can do just automatic transfer every single week. And it can be monthly. It's too long to get there. And on a weekly basis, it looks like a much smaller amount. So every week, I'm going to get out of my pocket $50, $100, whatever amount it is for you, right? But every week, I'm going to commit to invest in marketing. And at the beginning, you're going to lose a lot of money. That's when I, why I tell you, you should not put a lot of money into marketing at the beginning. Because number one, you don't know exactly if it is going to work. Number two, even if it works, it's going to give you the leads. But most likely, you don't have the systems and the ability to convert those leads into clients. So you start small. Even if you have way more than that, you start small. But here, the point is not how much. The point is the habit. Every single week as a business owner, you need to know that you need to invest in advertisement, especially in real estate, because we are not unique. There are so many real estate agents. Fortunately, most real estate agents are not truly committed to the business. So if you start saving and investing on marketing every single week and you have the frequency and consistency sooner rather than later, you're going to go to the third circle. And that third circle is working with people that you don't know. Ideal again, our job is to get to 25%, all right? That will be ideal, right? Very, very important. Rockefeller always said, if I only have $1, all right, to spend, I would spend it in marketing. It's all about marketing. Think about the top companies in the world. Biggest, biggest brand in the world is what? Coca-Cola, biggest brand, right? Probably the biggest uh, company right now, what is it, Amazon? Uh, uh, or what is Apple? Do they still advertise every single day? You bet, right? How much money they invest in advertisement? And they are known around the world. It's all about advertisement, frequency and consistency. By the way, we don't have to go outside of our industry. Go to the MLS and get the top 10 people, the top 10 agents in your local MLS. What are they doing every single day? Advertisement. Ad, and they can say, everybody knows me in my area. Yeah, they know. But remember, out of sight, out of mind, what is it? Out of mind, out of sight, or out of sight, out of mind, right? Out of sight, out of mind. So you need to make sure that you have the frequency and the consistency, that you're doing your investment in email marketing, social media marketing, online marketing, and offline marketing, right? Not all of you have the budget for the four, but you start with email, then you graduate to social, then you graduate to online, and finally to offline. So I hope that answers your question. I went a little bit longer on that because it's so, so important that we understand the value of marketing. We want to go from our little sphere of influence circle to the referral, but to the most important one, to that working with people that we don't know. So I hope that answers your question. Very, very good question. 25% will be the ideal. Let me see. I think I have other comments or questions right here. Uh, Edsel says, how to plan for an open house? Very good question. So let me share with you how to plan for an open house. I'm going to put it right here. I'm going to go to the uh, website. 
to our lab so I can show you exactly Epsil, exactly where to go, okay? So you guys are right here. You wanna plan for your open house? That's a great question. So let me share my screen with you right here. You guys are gonna go to the library, English, and you're gonna scroll down Right, until you see the open house guide. It's a four-step process. You need to have this guide, all right? Right here. And you're gonna see it right here. There we go, right here. And then you click in here and you're going to download it. Download the guide. And I'm, here I explain specifically each step to doing a successful open house. The pre-launch, the marketing, the open house, and the post open house. Not only that, but I'm gonna click in here so you can have the link right here. You know what? I won't give you the link, not, not, not to Edsel, to anybody. You know why? Because I want you to go to the platform, go to the library, see all the resources we have in the library for, for you, all right? And then download it, all right? So I have right here, the whole process of doing the open house, preparing for the open house, Edsel, exactly the question you were asking me, marketing and driving traffic to the open house, what to do during the open house, and then the post open house strategy. Those four things have to be done every single time. You do that, you're gonna get a much higher number of sellers leads, right? And here you have the complete checklist right here. I'm not gonna give it to you, I was gonna give it to you, but I'd rather you go right here again to the library, English, and you look for the open house guide because I want you to see all the resources you have, all right? So I hope that answers your question, Etel. All right, uh, thank you for explaining about the DU. Very good, thank you guys for explaining that. I will never forget that. All right, uh, Laura, hi Orlando. So 25% of my commission should go to marketing. Yes, if your commission is $10,000, you should put back ideally into marketing $2,500, right? Uh, by the way, that's what big corporations do, right? They have a marketing budget and they set aside uh, usually between 20 to 25% of their income. Jackie said, since you, since you are there, can you remind me please where, where are the bite sentences you said on class on module three? Yes, so uh, for email marketing, for social media, so you, got, you go right here, all right, Jackie, uh, right here. And uh, you go to module. So if you wanna know, right here, you make sure that, I don't know if you guys are seeing the screen. Let me share it again. So it's the right one right here. So if you want the hooks, right? That's what we call the hooks. You go to start coaching right here. You go to module number three, right here, which you, you, you are in the right module, module number three developing your offer and product. And then you're gonna see here under the module, developing your offer and product, you're gonna see right here the content, all right? Right here, you're gonna see it right here. The titles, 48 titles to increase traffic and open rate, all right? You can use that for email, you can use that for postcards, online, etc. So those are the titles right here, all right? Module number three, just go into the module, watch the video, and below the video, you're gonna find this PDF that explained to you the hooks, right? How to create attention on your clients, from your clients, right? Good question, good questions. Key, it's all about marketing. It's all about marketing. All right, there you go. 
right here. Uh, all right, perfect. I think I answered all the questions. And I think I have one more question, which is the legal question that I wanted to talk about. Uh, right here, last one right here. Yes, so right here with this I'll finish. If you have any other questions, I'll be more than glad to stay here with you and explain them to you. So here it says, good morning. What is your thought on incorporating an LLC or PA early in your business? I'm relatively new aging and haven't done this yet. Is it something that should be considered early in your, our career or when we're closing more deals? You should uh, create a legal entity. I'm not gonna go into the type of entity because again, I'm not trying to pretend that I'm an expert on legal affairs. I'm not an accountant, I am not a lawyer. So I highly suggest you speak to an accountant or to a lawyer. I can also tell you that the advantages are huge when you, when you work under a legal entity. Which one? Let your lawyer uh, or your accountant decide depending on your personal situation, all right? So two things that I won't give advice on. Again, legal uh, uh, issues or, con or, or contracts, right? What to put in a contract, uh, what type of contract to use, that would be uh, the broker's. Uh, that would be the, the broker's job. All right, um, but anything about lead generation and lead conversion, which at the the end, uh, once you have discovered, is the most important thing. Right, we need to generate leads and we need to convert leads, and that's our job, and uh, we've been doing that for a long, long, long time. All right, uh, and Marie says, should we use twenty five percent of the net after brokers split? Uh, yeah, very good, Anne-Marie. It's from, from what's coming to you. Yeah, so for example, if it is a $10,000 commission and an, if you're in an 80-20 company, right, you're going to get what? $8,000. Yes, your 25% will come from the $8,000 that you are receiving, not from the commission, all right? Not from the gross commission. Very good. So Anna-Marie asked that question, clarification, shouldn't we do 25% of the net after broker split? Yes. Again, one more time. If the total commission is $10,000 and you have a split of 80-20, meaning you're gonna receive $8,000. So the 25% comes from where? From the $10,000 or from the $8,000? From the $8,000 because the $10,000 is that commission. It's not my, or just your case, and it's not your commission. Your, your commission, your income, it's the $8,000, right? So let's see if I have any other questions. If I don't have any other questions, let me finish with this. All right, let me finish with this, which is, I think is very, very important. Three things, what is your goal for the year? Second question that I wanna ask you is, are you thinking too small for that goal? And what do you have to do to accomplish that goal? So number one, what's your goal for the year? Do you have that number very present? Remember, we say in coaching, what's your number, right? That's, that's our key point. What's your number? What's your number? I know what my number is. What's your number, right? You don't have to say it here. This is what's your number. The second question that I want to ask you, hmm, is that number too small? Is that number something that truly excites me or I just want to play it safe? Because when we play it safe, usually we don't accomplish what we want and we are not motivated, right? And the third question is the most important one. What do I need to do to get there? Am I engaging with the content and the coaching? Am I coming every single Monday to the, the meetings? Am I asking questions in the platform? Am I using my coach, my platform to the degree that it will help my business accomplish the goal? 
Maybe yes, maybe no. And if not, no problem. Let's get into it. I just want to remind you guys, and I want to close today with this. Everybody that you meet is a potential client. Every single person that you meet is a potential client. Let me take a screen. Oops, escape right here. Let me see right here. Every single person that you meet is a potential client. We have the opportunity. We are so lucky to be in an industry, to be in an industry where we actually, every single time we talk to somebody, that person is what? It's a potential client. Every single time. If you sell, sell pampers, if you sell, I don't know, electronics, not everybody you meet is a potential client. But every single person you meet will either buy, sell, or rent within the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Every single person that you meet, even if it is a very, very, no, 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 that person will never sell. They're already old. Yeah, but we are all going to what eventually? Go to another world, right? And that person, after that person is dead, still needs to sell that property. So understand the possibilities in your business. Every single person you talk to will either rent by yourself, usually within 10 years. In the United States, usually within 10 years. So if you have just 250 people in your phone, and you and I know that you, you and I have more than, way more than 250 people in your phone, and they move every 10 years, all right, 25 people on your phone will be moving this, this year. It doesn't really matter where you live around the country. If you do 25 closings, two per month, two per month, you are financially okay if you know how to manage your money. At least you have a good income. So again, let me close with this. Understand the opportunities you have in this business where every single person you meet or see anywhere is a potential client, right? Hey, you sell motorcycles. You sir, I have here my scooter to, to, to walk, go around uh, the gables. Not everybody wants a scooter, right? Uh, not everybody wants a men's jacket. Women, what about, right? Not everybody wants this. This is men clothing, right? So understand that you're in a very unique uh, position. And the best way to capitalize on that is by doing the right marketing. Because at the end of the day, clients don't even do business with the best agent. They do business with the agent that they see the most. It's all about frequency and consistency. By the way, if you don't do it, you know that somebody else will be doing it. So I want to close today with having the vision of the opportunity you have within the industry. It is up to you to capitalize on it. And it is with us that we're going to, it is with us, all right, that we're going to help you realize that goal for 2020. Any questions you have, any questions, please write in the forum. When you go into the forum, you see me, you see my brother. We're very active. We are there at least three times a day. We see you guys. We say hello. What questions do you have? Any challenge you're going through in business, let me know. We are here to help you. All right, guys. So until next week, I will see you in the forum during the week, wherever you are in the United States. All right. We are here to help you grow your business.
Thank you very much, guys. See you later. Ariana, there you go. I like that. Thank you very much. Have a great day, guys. Take care. Pleasure to serve you, okay? Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Thank you.